know Your ass better call somebody What do you say? It's time! It's time! Balljack episode 35, the Mike McPhee edition. It's the Gas Man, it's Frankie <laughs> Knuckles, and for the first time ever on this show, we have a special guest. It's one half of the tag team champions of the world, the Drunk Uncles! Woo! <laughs> I'm Drunky Bunky. It's Mr. Dax G. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is this you know what this is a nice little surprise. I, I Frank was talking to me today and and uh, we were going to go see this movie. I thought we were going to talk about it tomorrow. Right. And he says, "Do you want to uh, Greg asked if you want to do ball junk?" I'm like, "Sure." He goes, "You don't have to no pressure." I'm like, "I'm in." Like I, I just think it'd be fun to do. I'm excited to join the show and see what this is all about. Get a smell of the old rubber balls if you, you know just, what I'm saying. You just got it. I did. Yeah. I liked it. it <laughs> yeah. You do have an energetic intro. I like that a lot. <laughs> Frank is laughing to say but for people who may not hear it. He's l- literally laughing the second. I know, <laughs> Greg, because le- he, he he literally does like a rock thing for those. That, I'm gonna paint the picture for you. Like I saw him lean back, he takes a breath, closes his eyes, and then just lets her rip. What you just heard was like uh, a rock. Uh, I have to look away talk. from Frank, or I'll start laughing. <laughs> yeah, because and he was laughing the second he started. It was awesome. Oh, I love it. So uh, we brought you onto the show because. Uh, we're doing a movie review this time. Yeah, it's exciting. And we all went to the movie together. We certainly did. Do we want to talk about uh, the movie first, or do we want to talk about the elephant slash baby in the room? Oh, God. Uh, I think he's let's furious about save that. the review. Well, yeah, I think you were pretty mad, too. I, so I'll have to get into mine. I'm yeah. actually, I was, out of all of you, I was probably the least mad, because I was able to tune it out. But. Okay, well, let's talk about that first. Separate that from the review. So we go into the theater. There's... Maybe 12 people mm-hmm. in this show. And we're in the back row. We got we got some buffer zones in between us. Oh, yeah. It's nice. And then right before the movie starts, a young... No, I think it had heard, it, like A couple of people came in as the movie was already started. Yes. I think they were oh, yeah. part of that, weren't they? Yeah. So they came in after the movie yeah, started. It was yeah. a young couple with not one child. Mm. Not, not two young children. Say it loud. How not, many? Not three, but four toddlers. Yeah. Under four, I would say. Yeah. Or I would I would almost There was guarantee- under four children? No, there was four well, children. Four children age, under the age. age of four. Oh, I see. <laughs> and I would almost guarantee that they whatever the age limit for kids getting in for free, which is probably two and under, they probably said, No, oh, they're all two and under. Yeah. Probably. But uh so we, we, we <laughs> went to see Fighting with My Family, uh, which is uh a WWE Studios production uh about wrestler Paige and her family and her journey into the wonderful world of wwe and that these children like the whole movie were like running around and giggling and singing singing and (laughs) like normally like i've been in movies plenty of times where people have brought their young children and once they've started acting up and they've been shushed once or twice they usually get up and leave yeah the parent feels ashamed and runs down the thing holding the child yeah these people and it's good that it's the show because they had balls. Mm, I agree. <laughs> Big ones. They stayed for the whole movie. Yeah. Kids running up and down the stairs, laughing, singing, dancing, like peering over the row, like right in your ear almost, yeah, Dax. That's, it, I know. It's Dax funny. Dax was closest. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't notice this. I, like, I'm, I'm, 
and this we'll get to it later but i mean for some reason i was just kind of engaged and i didn't i mean i knew there was noise going on but i was able to kind of zone out and i hear i hear you guys laughing and frank goes and i hear frank from like the left he's like six rows six seats down and he goes dax move over here and i look at him i'm like no i'm okay dude and then i hear the again it kind of goes clearer like that moment where i can now hear the outside sound and I hear, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and I and I turn over, and she was this girl was literally looking at me, yes. singing at me, about four <laughs> chairs down the, to my right, and I was just like, oh. And then I see the mother get up, like because we'd all made such a fuss of that, like there was enough moving around. Like yeah. the mother finally gets out of her chair and walks. She had to walk across the aisle to grab her kid. Oh, at one point, she, she was she was at least four arm lengths away from her child when she was doing this. I was worried about the kid at one point. They were like ten stairs down. I thought they were. I thought both parents had left for some reason. I missed one of them coming back in. <laughs> and I just saw it was like uh, Toby at the end of Labyrinth when he's walking up the stairs. And I'm like, this kid's going to die. This kid's <laughs> going to fall down the stairs. It's it, was, it, was, it was intense. Yeah, it was. Uh, um, and uh, she did apologize once. I heard her doing a Colin, lot of. Colin said he saw her mouth. Sorry. Yeah. 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 And that's because he made direct eye contact with her. Oh, yeah. All, I never heard. So I just heard, shh, stop singing. I didn't hear that. Yeah. So. Well, I was, I was very close to it. I, she nice. was right next to me. But, I mean, she said that five times because the kid kept singing. Like, it, every it, two minutes, the kid was singing <laughs> right next to me. You know who did nothing? The dad. The dad. I didn't even know there was a dad until Frank told me. It's a, I thought it was just a mom with a bunch of kids. No, there was a dad yeah, there. Yeah, apparently. And he, he didn't care. Well, he, he, he was there for the movie. Exactly. That's what Frank, we were talking about in the car. It was clearly they wanted to see the movie. And I started, because I, I was in the car, I was like, you know what? I'm, it didn't bother. I get it. Kids screaming. But then as I started to kind of work it out in my head and speak about it in the car, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, like they went and they said, hey, we've got these kids 24 hours a day, whatever that. You guys can handle it for two hours. But it's like, how dare you? We paid our money to watch that movie just like you did, and you're ruining for that for us. You are rude. That is incredibly rude. And they were appallingly rude. Mm-hmm. There, yes. And they do have screenings yeah. for adults. We walk past the children. poster. Yes. <laughs> well, it's also, for whatever reason, the movie was really quiet. Mm. I found it, it, it was. It was there wasn't the much. The volume was low, yes. Yeah. I, the air conditioning rattle. Was louder than the movie. It's true. You could hear the hum for sure. Anyway, it didn't affect my review at all. All right. So, yes, we saw Fighting With My Family, directed by Stephen Merchant, starring uh, Florence. Did he direct it or just produce it? He directed that. Which, if he wrote it, that kind of makes sense for the jokes at the end because that's British dry humor at the end with The Rock being famous and all that stuff. That's British. That that sounds very much like Stephen Merchant, that he would say that. Yeah. So, starring Florence Pugh. I believe is the way her name is pronounced, yeah. and uh, and Dwayne Johnson got top billing. Well, that he was, was top billed, and on the rolling credits at the end. Oh, I yes. didn't see that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Are we reviewing it now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We yeah. Just jump right in. Uh, just jump right in. I was it. actually excited for the movie because I like Stephen Merchant. I thought he would could be a typically like lame bio uh, true story. He might add a little salt to, which I think he did. At the beginning, anyway. I thought it was there. But once it gets into the actual, her training for the WWE and how it plays out, it was, like, really lame. Uh, For some reason, I don't know if it was the sound that was a factor in this, like, nothing really had any impact to me at all. Like, any of the big moments, they just kind of like, okay, yeah, that's pretty much what I expected. And I don't know. I was... Uh, like some of the cliche stuff with uh, her other, the girls that are trying to get into the WWE and other, I don't know how much of this is true. 
mm-hmm. or not. I'm, I'm not really that aware of the real story, but I really felt like the story did a disservice to her as a wrestler. Like they almost made it seem through the training that she wasn't like, they make her seem uncharismatic, not ready for the WWE and not that strong. And then all of a sudden it's, you're getting the call up kid and out of nowhere. So like the progression or it didn't feel right to me. Uh, I felt like they were, they had the leverage to do that because it is a true story. They didn't earn the actual true story. I would say with respect to her talent, but, uh, started off okay but by the end i was i was kind of done with it and i'm sure uh the children in the theater didn't help at all but i don't think they liked the movie no they weren't they weren't <laughs> i don't think they the watched movie. 2 seconds of the movie yeah. probably not dax what would you think um you're going to go to you want you're going to finish okay throw, throw to me now yeah all right cool tag me in yeah i'm in um i actually well i mean i was also like frank i mean this is one that when I saw the trailers, I'm like, yeah, we've talked about it. We were yeah, going to go double bill with, while, yeah. yeah, with a, how to drain your dragon. We're going to see it double bill, but then it never turned out to happen that way. And we finally made this a go. And I was like, yeah, I was excited because, uh, I don't know if I'm, uh, yeah, we had a quick talk, Greg, that I kind of knew who page was. Mm-hmm. I remember like my, my heyday of the rest of wrestling was very short lived and it was like 2000, 2001. So it was like right at the peak of rock. And when stone cold was come back from injury, all that kind of stuff, it was right in that little zone, the attitude era. Yes. And uh, so I was in love with it for a very short period of time. And then I remember down the road hearing about this page, and I think I saw something of her. So I kind of knew who the character was, that she was like, you know, the goth-looking girl or whatever. We should share one thing. Who is your favorite wrestler? Oh, Kurt Angle. Yeah, okay. I loved him. <laughs> the Angle Slam was the best. And his, good pick. It's his, good pick. Uh, his, Loves the theme song. His theme song, oh, my God, is the greatest. It's, it, it, I, I literally bought that CD, like the Wrestling For Now or whatever it was, that had his track on it at the time that was actually uh he wasn't the first wrestler to use yes that I, i've heard that oh uh, really who was the first one it was a guy called the patriot nice and he wrestled in a stars and stripe mask huh what like what era um right before that started okay oh, this wow. is starting to make sense okay yeah. All right. so basically so they, like, they had the track written they had to use it <laughs> yes yeah he you know he was around with uh you know bret hart and Shawn michaels and because yeah, because yeah. when angle first came out he they were trying to make him a like a face, right? But I mean, he was just, and everyone made fun of him with the you suck and you, yes. you know, and then he was like, because he was like, I'm an, an Olympic wrestler. You should love me. And they're like, you're a loser. I like, think they were trying to make him a heel. Well, I mean, uh, but he was, but how does that work? You can explain that, uh, sure. Greg. Because I mean, I, as, a, as a rookie viewer at that time, I just thought that, um, like, obviously they were writing him to be a smarmy asshole, being like, I'm an Olympic wrestler. Originally, Vince was like, you're going to be the biggest baby face in the history of our company. Right. And then uh, he went out there, and for, sometimes the fans just... They decide for you, basically, right? They just right? decide. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so yeah, I just fell in love with Kurt Angle. Anyways, back to the movie. Um, I actually really liked it, and I, 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 I was, didn't think I would like it that much. And I, th- I don't know why I did. This is also part of the reason why the, the kid was tuned out, because I was actually pretty invested. I found that emotionally, for some reason, it hit me in the feels, this film. I don't know why I felt really connected. I, I felt like their relationship and the pain that he, the brother of like not being able to make it when that's all you've been thinking of. And all, I thought that was all carried over real well. I thought that it was presented well. Um, I get like what like the things that you said, Frank. I, 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 I feel the same way. Like There's moments in there where you're kind of like, they're really trying to sell. You can see like the very cliche thing where like she can't make it. She has to prove that she can make it. She has to go to the bottom before she then goes 
oh no, I really want this and that kind of thing. Um, and but in part of part of that is oh, there's this like you either get your hands shaken and you're out, yeah. or the the honk mm-hmm. of the the horn if you can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. And the way she's presented in the movie, you feel like she would have had her hand shaken. And I'm assuming the real page was probably amazing during the entire thing, but. I don't know. What do you think? Well, that's the what movie, I'd be interested to know, actually. The, the movie is kind of based off of uh, a documentary that was made about her family. Oh, okay. All right. And that's how The Rock got involved in it because he watched the documentary on YouTube and he kind of wanted, he said this would make a great film and then he contacted the family and all that. And so I, I think from the point where she leaves her family and goes to the United States and goes to Florida, I, I think the early stuff is probably fairly accurate. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I she probably did feel like an outsider because you know her appearance was different than in that time. There were still lots of models. Well, it was it was more it was more like they like the, their biggest move they would do would be a drop kick or something like that, right? right? Yeah. And so I, I I would imagine that it was probably difficult for her when she got there, but uh, but yeah, beyond that, uh, I think it was mostly made for the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there was a whole like. She uh, she was the first ever like um, uh, they're like uh, how do I describe it uh, like they're they're area where they train all the the young people. It's called NXT. It's mm-hmm. in it's in Florida and it's kind of like a separate promotion sort of, and that's where they put all the new signings mm-hmm. and they get them. Trained. And they have like shows based around it, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, and TV shows, right? Yes, yeah. they train them basically how to be in the WWE as opposed to like an independent wrestler. And uh, like to to always look for where the hard camera is going to be, and 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 train them for television, mm-hmm. basically. And so, like when she was down there, um, she was the first ever NXT Women's Champion, and uh, in the match that she had uh, to win that title was one of the at the time probably one of the best women's matches in the history of that company, and they totally like Bluffed skipped over, over that. Yeah. that kind of part where she you know came in and, you know, and became one of the best wrestlers they kind of skipped all over that which i thought was a little strange they went more with the angle of like camaraderie and like how the girls stuck together is the vibe i got from that whole thing like they worked together and got good and did the move i, I think and... that actually is very accurate yeah um like did she think she actually brought authentic wrestling to those girls at that time yes and i think a lot of them were they didn't want to be in the like the brawn panties matches was what probably you used to watch all the time no i, I wasn't a huge into it no because i thought no, i'm like, not saying not, you liked it no but, but i'm that's, saying that's that what, was the time happening. yes that yes. was the time yeah yeah and they really hadn't the women hadn't really gotten their fair shake yeah and so it kind of started this whole uh, women's revolution that they call it and they, Wait, uh, there quick interjection you know who i just remember who i really liked the the hardy sister girl the hardy's lita oh she was great <laughs> <laughs> What a peach! And then, and she was, but she was good though. Yeah, she, she was. She brought good. the athletic yes. thing to the to the sport too, right? Well, the other thing is, so when she she finally gets her big break on Raw, yes, and gets the t- well, spoiler, right? Uh, like there would have been a lot of hype around her. Yeah, like, people would have known who she was. Well, that's what I mean. Like, because you yeah, know, they she make was, it feel she very out the, of nowhere. She was the NXT champion for you know a few months, and so uh, when she showed up, and what WrestleMania like the the Raw. A Monday Night Raw episode after mm-hmm. WrestleMania is always like the biggest yeah. Raw of the year, and yeah. they undo some things, and and they start yeah. and they, they bring in new people, <laughs> yeah, and that's because yeah. all the feuds end at WrestleMania, right? So they have to right? start new feuds, so everything starts over, and so yeah, so she was introduced that night, and and you know, and won the title on her first her first night on the show, but you know, in in the movie they they made it look like she like 
like froze in front of the big exactly crowd and all yeah, that. yeah yeah i didn't like that part you know but she cut a promo in the ring actually and and uh, kind of talked aj into putting up her title Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's definitely not. Yeah, see, yeah. see they don't sell that. I mean, and, and I remember that was the first thing I asked you is the credits rolled. I said, did she screw up the promo? Like, did she? Yeah, no. Because, I mean, yeah. Because yeah. it, it actually kind of took away from her, yeah, from exactly. her big debut. It's yeah, like for they, sure. they showed her training and, 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 and in all these NXT matches they showed her in. And, you know, she was doing these great moves and bonding with the other girls. And yeah. then she gets this big moment and. With the Rock calls her family and says she's going to debut yeah, the next yeah. night, and so she has this big thing, and then they have her like screw up. Yeah, but see, like, obviously they would prepare her for that moment or write stuff for her. Well, at the same time too, right? I mean, just for a film's sake, they even had the moment where it's like she she talks to her brother and like she has that doubt moment, and then it's like the confidence is built, right? And as you get, it's a nice moment between the two of them and that kind of thing. And then she gets in the ring, and you could have even had the stutter, like the, but then she. The cliche, like, no, I'm going to do this speech, and boom, and she nails it, right? Like, it was there for the, but then they decided to go with this. No, she actually choked again. And it's like, <laughs> it's like it kind of very anticlimactic, but yeah. The other thing that uh, climatic, not climatic. Did I say climatic? You I did. No it's like climatic. <laughs> very climatic. When uh, when she's training in NXT, and like, and she's portrayed as being the smallest of all the the women that are mm-hmm. there. The rest of them are all models, and they're tall and blonde. And then when she gets into her big match in the WWE, she's like she's a foot taller. Like, they, they put <laughs> her on still to look like, eh? Yeah, yeah. that was weird. But I noticed that too. It, it, I mean, it was okay. What part? Oh, we were laughing when the uh, Taking Care of Business montage started <laughs> with a cover of... Uh, who who was the singer? No but idea. it was... it was. They did a girl version of yeah, Taking Care of Business. Yeah, it was a girl. Yeah. And that just it made me laugh because I it was heard you so guys giggling, appropriate yeah. for, the, for <laughs> well, a training I could, montage. I could tell what song it was and I'm like... Then when it kicks in, it's like, oh, my God. Are they actually this doing this? Yeah. You know, and up to that point, I thought the music in the movie was great. It was Motley Crue. It was Iron Maiden. It was Motorhead. My, fa- my favorite Motley Crue song. Oh, yeah. Wild Side. Yeah. The greatest. And then, uh, yeah. And then that weird taking care of business, TCB. It did seem a little out of place, but. Yeah, definitely. But this has got uh, a ton of great reviews and. Uh, like the audience scores are, are super high. I, I think it was at I, Sundance I liked too. It. I liked it. Yeah, it part of it I think is the music, like the score. It's there's times when there's these emotional moments in the score plays and I'm like, What is this? Like this is terrible. And then it really feels hacked together at some at some point where yeah. uh like there's a lot of ADR lines, especially insults from the crowd and like Yeah, that was uh, that's all terrible. It felt really sloppy. And some stuff with, like, the final match where there's cutaways to the every character we've seen so far in the alleyway, Vince Vaughn's. We haven't talked about Vince Vaughn. No, we will get to Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Sorry. I was actually really excited because I had watched The Breakup again recently and I thought he was hilarious in it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to be funny in this. And he really wasn't. Oh, he had some good stuff, I, no? I, don't I thought know. his stuff with the like at the school was pretty funny, like when he's making fun of them and stuff. I feel like he was reading written lines. I think Vince Vaughn could come up with funnier stuff on his own, probably. But he he kind of mailed it in. Yeah, I think so. But I I was expecting a little more on the humor side because of Stephen Merchant, and I'm sure uh, you know there's a bit of art by committee here with the feel good stuff and tying everything together nicely at the end. So. It is what it is, kind of situation. You didn't enjoy the, uh, the uh, like the. It's it's funny that the, like the the couple that were with the four children, and like the, <laughs> they, they didn't really make 
much noise like the parents. So no. then, shh. The only time they laughed was in the worst joke in the entire movie. Well, that's pretty appropriate. <laughs> Which one was it? It was when uh, they were all gathered watching Paige's match, and and uh, when she started her comeback against AJ Lee, mm. the 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 British the, the, the older the the posh woman who was the mother of her brother's bride. If mm-hmm. it, yep, is that right? Stood up and said, "You know, give it to that bitch or whatever." <laughs> yeah, and they very, laughed hilariously. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was definitely, yeah, it was not a funny line. No, no. But there, like but uh, like there was some funny stuff. Uh, you liked it, Frank? That is so up. That's the one that on every film you'll say is stupid. Why on this one was it yeah, okay? I don't know. <laughs> I did think Stephen Merchant, who played the the, the, the posh woman's uh, husband, yeah, they were actually were fairly funny, especially during the dinner scene. Well, he's he's that's just like his yeah his facial facial stuff is yeah. pretty good. Yeah, he's he's I like Stephen Merchant. I've been listening like recently. It's funny because I've been revisiting the uh, XFM podcast with Ricky Gervais and um, Merchant from like 2000 oh, yeah? to 2003 while I'm working. With, like Carl Pilkington. Yes, and, yeah. yeah, and I'll put it on, and it's it's before. Uh, well, I mean, basically, I've just been listening to them all, so I'm hearing a lot of Stephen. Mer- and I think the guy's fucking hilarious. I mean, the two of them work so well together. Like Stephen Merchant's very funny. I find him very funny. Me too. He's taller than The Rock. He's fucking giant, Stephen Merchant. Yeah, very gangly. I did like they uh, kind of hijacked a Christmas vacation joke in a funny way. The Christmas vacation would be the equivalent of uh, shit. And, I'm shitting bricks. Shouldn't say that word. Sorry. Shit and rocks. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. With the, the, the cock penis joke. Yeah, yeah. An adaptation of that joke, which I liked. Uh, overall, the performances weren't that bad. Like the, I, I like them. The performances were, were decent. It's more the writing and the editing. Like, the packaging of the movie is the problem for me. The um, the depiction of the NXT crowd was way off, too. Yeah. Um the people who go to those shows are never the ones that, um, you know, are like, oh, you're just a girl. Get out of the ring. Right. They're, they're all about wrestle, 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 yeah, wrestling. Like they live wrestling. Yes. Yeah. And so if you're... Like to them, it's like going to a college football game and watching the, the, the next call-ups for the NFL. And right. Like, yeah. Like, you know, so they're, they're really into it. And, you know, they don't behave that way that they were predicted and predicted uh, portrayed in the movie. Right. But, uh, uh, but other than that, I mean... Uh, other, and you know the historical uh, inaccuracies kind of bugged me. Of what? Well, just the whole of how she was portrayed at, at, in the oh big the match. fight. Yes. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and I also feel like too. I mean, at this point, I feel like in that last uh, in the last match, they were really trying to sell it like they were actually getting hurt and stuff like that, as opposed right. to being a, a show of being hurt. like like we all know at this point that it's a show. Like they say it in the. You know, anyone who didn't know watching this film right. about wrestling would have known because in the film itself, they're saying this is a show. We put on a show. It's, a, you know, da, 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 da. it's about not getting hurt while you're doing it to the best of your ability. But I mean, during that, they really kind of tried to make it look like a Rocky fight where she was like, oh, getting hurt. And you know right. what I mean? Like it was kind of weird, but I guess they were trying to make it more dramatic. But. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, when, you know, that's part of selling, I guess. You know, yeah, I guess make, so. Yeah. To make it look like it hurts. Um. What did you think of the uh, the beach training montages? Uh, I, I they felt at, at that point, like like Frank is saying, 
they they built her up that she was the technical wrestler. She actually knew what she was doing. She that she was strong. She f- physically looks more like a wrestler than these other models, and they make a comment in that thing that they don't know what they're doing. So the fact that she's the one who gasses out like on the beach, and they kind of do this flip where all of a sudden she's not in shape, seemed right. kind of weird. That was weird. It seemed weird for sure. I thought it was. I think they were more playing to like because she's not. It was being very deep, trying to be. She's not accepting herself. She doesn't have the. She's giving up. She doesn't have the passion she once did, which is why she couldn't. Why she almost tapped out in when she was blonde on the beach. That's my. I think it was supposed to be more. It was supposed to be more a deep meaning philosophically than the fact that she was actually gassing out. But it, it portrays itself visually like she just isn't in shape. Did she go blonde for real? Not that I'm aware of. It's possible, okay. but uh, not when she was on television. No. Yeah, and in line with that, you, I heard you talking about the you know training with the other girls at the NXT. I liked some of the inside wrestling stuff, like talking about receipts and all this yeah. stuff. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know any of that stuff. Like as a semi-casual wrestling fan, yeah. I could have used way more stuff like that. I agree. There's there's ton of great uh, stuff on on YouTube of wrestlers giving receipts. Yeah, like there's uh, it was actually a good one. It was only about uh, wasn't even a year ago. There's a, a guy by the name of Braun Strowman. He's he's new, but he's he's also like six foot eight, and he's massive, and so he's not quite in full control of what he's doing in there. And he was in a match with with Brock Lesnar, and you know who Brock Lesnar oh, yeah. is, and so he tagged Brock really hard, and Brock was not pleased about it, and punched him right in the temple, <laughs> and his legs went all like baby giraffe. It was pretty good. Yeah, that was on TV. Like yeah, it was on a pay per view actually. Oh wow. Yeah. Hmm. It's always good to see because you can tell when, when it's real, when it's not. Yeah, because uh, they call it like if you accidentally hit somebody, that's it's called potatoing somebody, and right. then the receipt is don't do it again. Yeah, yeah. So, huh? Yeah, yeah I could use. I would. Love I could that. use some potatoing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And actually, <laughs> I want to see the uh, how long is the documentary? Um, the page. I'd like to see it. Um, I, for, I forget how long it is, but it's it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> um. A couple of the uh, the blonde girls that she was uh, training with, mm-hmm. um, they they used different names for who she was training with originally, but they put the the gear of the well, actual yeah, people. Yeah, I kind on. of recognized some so of them, so I recognized uh, who they were kind of portraying. So who were they? Well, I, like the, although she doesn't have a kid, like the the uh, I don't know who the one with the kid was, but the, there was the one that kind of, was kind of brunette. Like, yeah, um, she's actually. Uh, more of a blonde wrestler, but her name was Summer Rae, and then the one that oh, was yeah, wearing Summer. the blue, yeah, the Jerry Lynn. Yeah, yeah, I think that was a, a a girl named Alexa Bliss. Oh, okay. If you know who she is, no. I, I know the Summer. Kind of, Summer the costumes did look familiar because that's the kind of gear that she wore. Yeah, originally. That and Summer Rain was, was, was coming out when I was watching. Right. Which, yeah, it was around that time. So, but uh, you know, I I liked uh, I liked all the rock stuff. I know you. I don't think you liked. I I know you were tired of the trailer. Uh, I, I I guess in a wrestling context, the ra- the Rock has never bothered me. Right. The thing that bothers me about the Rock in the movie is like this, like stuff you were saying, where where he is in the credits, like this idolatry of him. Right. I I don't mind his performance and like classic Rock lines. I I always thought he was a good wrestler, but mm-hmm. it's like when he's putting the Rock on a pedestal, is uh, there's a lot of that in the movie, which which kind of makes sense because he was. At I, the I apex understand. Of it at the okay, time. there's a difference. I understand the characters putting him on a pedestal. I think the movie is putting him on a pedestal, which is a little different. Yes, that's true. Um, <laughs> I understand those characters going nuts when they see mm-hmm. him or the family and all that stuff, but like just the way he's like shot, uh, 
his scenes when they come into play in the movie, he's like kind of given the big moments. This is like, I'm assuming in real life, Paige called her parents and told her, and it was like an emotional moment for them. And this, the rock is taking over that moment. Well, I would like, I would like to know if that was true or not. (laughs) I don't don't think so. But that's what I mean by that. Like the movie is put inserting him at the like peak emotional times when really, you don't know. Maybe but that's the, you you just said you don't know. Like you're making an assumption. That's true. If the rock did call the family and let them know, uh, yeah. Then he deserves to be in that moment. Sure, absolutely. But I, if he I, doesn't, I, I agree. They're doing it because The Rock is on set, and they're like, let's get this juicy scene for sure, for sure. I was surprised that they didn't use more of the actual WWE wrestlers or NXT wrestlers yeah. in well, the movie. I, I would assume it would just be budget, no? I, I suppose. But, I mean, uh, like the the scenes where she's, where she's on Raw and she's uh, challenging for the title, like those were all – that was filmed – after an episode of Monday Night Raw, and they asked the crowd to stick around. We're going to be filming a movie, and so, and so it was. It was actually a wrestling crowd that was there. Oh, cool. So I mean, the wrestlers were there. You know, they did have one scene with um, with Big Show and Sheamus who were mm-hmm. arguing about the hamburgers and the hot yeah. dogs. And uh, there was one quick scene of a guy called The Miz walking in front of. Oh, him. I know The Miz. Yeah, because you know he, the Miz? he. I only know him not from wrestling, but because he does the cha- He did an, a season of like the Challenger. Oh right, some right, kind right, of, like, right. He was hosting MTV shows that I watched. So yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, the original uh, uh, group of uh, wrestlers that uh, that Vince Vaughn was looking at when he first picks Paige out. There was one guy who's actually a wrestler, and he was the guy that. Looked like uh, he looked like a, a donut. Actually, he was a big, obese guy. He had a, like a crazy big beard, and he's the only one that's actually a wrestler that oh. I was that I could recognize. Hmm. I was wondering if any of the people at NXT were actual wrestlers too, like that. Not that I had ever the seen August before. Character no. felt no, funny, no, not that I had uh, seen before. No, but I mean, a lot of that stuff um, you hear about afterwards, like that was a common thing in NXT. You know, you'd. You'd go to promo class, and and it was Dusty Rhodes who used to teach promo class, and and uh, Dusty the Rhodes. That's right, the American <laughs> Dream. <laughs> and so uh, you know, you so always fire. hear tons of stories about how you know, he was down there helping people develop all their characters and stuff, and yeah, they would totally have to get in front of the group and that. And, like, that, that, that I literally got nerve wracked watching that because I know what I would feel like. Because I know I'd know that I would want to do like this like crazy you know persona or whatever like that, but then when you have to stand up like like an idiot, like you really yeah. have to have the balls to do it, right? Right. Like, yeah. I did like the reaction to her first attempt mm-hmm. at like what were we Promo. calling it? Promoing. Promo. Yeah. And Vince Vaughn just kind of shut her down. Yeah. Because the way she sold that, I was like, that seems like that was her attitude from what I remember. Yes. But then it was, yeah, I agree. I was like, oh, okay, so he's not getting enough out of her at that point. Because it was exactly how I was feeling. I'm like, I, are they, I know, like, she's delivering it right, but this sounds kind of lame, and the movie handles it really well. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they, they uh, kind of also told a, a bit of an origin story of her, her uh, trademark move in the ring, which is... Uh, the page turner. Well, no, that's that's her finisher. That. I love that. Good... Is, it, is it from her brother though? Did she use it? Because if it's true, that that's like one of the ones that hit me in the feels when I saw. I believe it. so, but she also blew the move in the actual match. Oh, did match. she? Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she she actually missed hooking the leg in the sweep. Oh no! Uh, and they edited that out when they showed the uh, the clip at the uh, during the credits when they showed her actually winning mm-hmm. the real footage. They they kind of skipped over the. Part. Oh, they just showed her pinning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like her her trademark move is. She always 
throws her arms down and throws her head yeah, back. Yeah, you can tell screams. from the beginning that was her thing. That yeah. was her thing. And so they, they kind of told you how uh, that all got started as well in the movie. When she was a kid, yeah. Yeah. That yeah, that was. I missed that completely. The, I I know. Like right away, I'm like, this must be her because she does like twice or three times yes. when she's young. I'm like, that must be her signature move. That's crazy. I did not pick up on that. Oh at really? All, at all? Whoa! What would Jay say to that? Yeah. He wouldn't be happy. No, yeah. he would not. What did I? You laughed at it too, and, and I laughed about where she got her her ring name from, and yeah, she charmed. talked about how she liked Charmed. Uh, she was a witch on a television show, and then they showed the poster, and it's just her page from Charmed. <laughs> That's the kind of posters that they used to have back uh, then, man. That made me laugh. That that was funny. But uh, yeah, it was like the poster of that girl from Charmed and, uh, and of Steve Austin and of The Rock. And there were like wrestling figures everywhere in her Metallica room. Metallica. Metallica. Yeah, so. right, that's probably accurate. Yeah. Maybe not the Charmed poster. but <laughs> yeah. You don't know. I mean, is that actually where she got it from? Do you know? Uh, not that I, I don't know if I've, I've never heard that it's story. Be. But probably, yes. A witch on a TV show. She her name could have been Sabrina, <laughs> absolutely. But but uh, Charmed was more goth back in the day. That's true. I've never seen an episode of Charmed. I have to say, I love the. Uh, I always thought that that song, that the intro song, was written for the show. But it's it's like a. I, if you pull it up, I w- I would hum it right now. But it's like an actual song. What are we talking about? The Charmed, theme song. The theme Charmed? song. And I used to just love it. it's it's the first the the basically the guitar lick or whatever it is that is in it. I was always like, oh, this is such a cool song, theme song. Oh, God. Turns out it's an actual song. Oh. <laughs> is the song called Charmed? No. Oh. No. Is it Semi-Charmed Life I by Third Eye Blind? I am human and I need oh, to be Is it a loved? cover of the Smiths? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. How Soon Is Now? Yeah. I don't know if it's a cover. I think that... they may have used the actual okay, song. Because that's weird. Oh. Uh, okay, so it's a cover of it by Love Spit Love. Okay, so... <laughs> Which is uh, which? It was, sounds exactly uh, the same because when I hear the Smiths, like, originally intro. done by the Smiths. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, but that was the like the song from Craft, the Craft. Oh, really? So they just that was yeah. in all the trailers from the Craft. Oh, then they just moved it over. Yeah, that's cr- that's fucked. Oh, they stole it. They that stole was my it. one of the, my first shift at the Seaway Cinemas. The Craft, baby. The Craft, and. The Quest is the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, right? Yes. Oh, I remember that shit, yeah. <laughs> wow. That was the end, that the was the end of Jean-Claude. I remember that. I'm surprised you remember that. Oh, you never forget your first night at the movie theater. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> and I had two gems, two movies I had no interest in whatsoever. Did you watch The Craft, though? No, I've never seen You've it. You've never seen it? I've never seen The Quest or The Craft. <laughs> Craft's pretty good. The, que- the quest you can do without. It's a piece of dog shit. It's basically like uh, they tried to do a high budget version of Bloodsport, and it just it was terrible. Mm. You can't. You can't. Uh, it was Bloodsport, Mortal Kombat esque. Can't bottle that stupid. lightning twice. No, no, it was no. it was terrible. I've never seen Bloodsport either. What? What? <laughs> oh you never seen the god. Kumite? Oh my god! Oh my! God. Oh my god! You so- need to see that movie. You Jackson? You look like Jackson. <laughs> like put up your Dukes, right? Oh my god! I was the best. No, make your Frank Ducks. No, no, no! It's Dukes. Ah, like put up your Dukes, right? Oh, it's so good, dude. I've seen the best of the best multiple times. Oh, that is a great movie. (laughs) But uh... I mean, Tommy Doe, Tommy Doe, he's gonna kill him. Tommy Doe. The uh, Bloodsport has a a very young uh, appearance from an Academy Award-winning actor, Forrest Whitaker. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess if we're talking movies and wrestling or. Fighting, King Kong Bundy passed away. I know that's true. 
in one of my favorite movies of all time, Moving, with Richard Pryor. <laughs> he was in Moving? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so any final thoughts on, uh, on fighting with my family? I think I've said all I needed to say. So what's your, uh, what's your ball rating out of two? Uh, one out of two balls. Oh, you, you do ball ratings <laughs> out of two? Yeah. Fuck. Two balls. Know. Then you know what? I'm going to have to give this two balls. And what'd you give it? One out of two it's somewhere in the middle, but if I have to... Yeah, I'm, that's why I'm saying I'm going to go two balls for I it. I can't give it a one and a half out of two balls. I'm going to give it a one and a half balls. So you can go... I thought the whole point is you either have one ball or two well, balls. You can have a half nut. Okay, then yeah. I'll have one and a half balls then. <laughs> sure. It's not like a perfect film. I'm no. One and a half balls. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you could you know, have an accident and lose half of a... Yeah, you can. ...testicle, so... Yeah. Yeah. so <laughs> it happens all the time, actually. So you're just sticking with the one? Yeah. That's all right. There we go. There fun. We go. That was a fun review. Yes. So, so what else is going on? Uh, not much in terms of sporting. No? I've what about following... in life? In life? Yeah. Very little. <laughs> yeah. It's Believe me, I can account to both of those things because yeah. Frank is, he's been dipping a lot more than he's been diving into uh, our uh, social appearances, if you know what I'm saying. I, I don't. So you're not showing up. You're too busy. You're working a lot. Well, I, he's doing a lot of, uh, I might be there, I might not be there. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, very busy with work. Well, Relatively busy. Uber keeps you super busy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I am prepping for a new television, getting in some new speakers. So that's coming on Tuesday. I'm very excited for that. So you bought a TV. It's on its way, yes. Did you, tell, did you say how big it is? Yeah. Um, well, on 82. It's an 82-inch screen? Yeah. They make those? It wasn't even that expensive. So I'm worried about the picture quality, but we'll see. We're, nothing's set in stone yet, but I'm just prepping for that. Where'd you get it from? Costco, the only place to buy TVs. That's where I bought a TV recently. On my recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> my mom <laughs> loves it. Uh, but other than that, I've followed some NBA stuff just via podcasts and other things I listen yeah. to. NFL, been paying attention to. Uh, Antonio Brown almost went to the Bills, but mm-hmm. he said... That's coming up later. He would uh, we can talk about not that later. report to training camp if right. that happened. So, I mean, I'm rather he would say that than them waste time but uh yeah nba when we're ready to get to it we'll get to it but i'm i'm done i don't think i guess well last time we recorded none of the uh anthony davis trade requests no stuff none, none happened. of that stuff i'm so, so we, we got a lot to talk from that about. point on i've officially resigned yeah he's mad <laughs> what about you dax anything going on uh work-wise who gives a shit and whatever yeah. but <laughs> Uh, I'm here for ball junk, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as sports go, I, I would say I'm mostly I'm watch basketball. I was into the Blue Jays a couple seasons ago with the hype train of right. all the fun bandwagon. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. no. In all fairness, I started my bandwagon early. Okay. So I wasn't complete bandwagon. I was watching when you caught the home that season was the first season I watched when you got the I home run. I didn't catch a Fernie caught. For, well, when you were in New York and Bautista hit his fiftieth or whatever it was, and you guys caught it or something. Yeah. So, you should just take credit for it. I wouldn't have known. No one would have known. It was amazing. He took his hat off and like did like a basket catch with the hat. Wow. That's amazing. Right over the balcony. It was amazing. So anyways, that was around the season I started watching during okay. that. Because that, the whole, who's this Jose Bautista guy anyway? So so I watched that, but now, a loser. Now, now, now it's going into massive rebuild. So I don't know how much Blue Jays I'm going to watch. I'll watch that casually. But basketball, the Raptors, I've been... Uh, cognizant of since the Vince Carter era and uh, I've always kind of followed them you know what I mean there's a couple right. seasons where I dipped on but uh, yeah I've been but watching you watch most, every game most of the games this season I've seen recorded or yep. live in yep. some capacity yep so that I mean it's a fun team to watch this year uh, definitely uh, there's a volume adjustment definitely a, a one trick pony I do not believe uh, 
that Kawhi is going to stay. I mean, I'd love if he did, but I don't. I mean, no. People that are living with the delusion that he's going to stay. But it was worth it. Yeah, I agree. They've got a legit chance. They to have win. a legit chance to do some cool shit. And am I really nervous? Does Milwaukee make me extremely nervous? Uh, yep. Sure. Don't. don't but uh, well, don't they, they're the only team that have like dismantled us this season. Don't worry. So uh, neither of those teams are winning the East, by the way. Before you think we it's the Celtics, uh, yeah, the Celtics. Are no, they're not. The they're they're, they're, you, they're a tire. For I right actually, now. Th- I've got a like this strong gut feeling they're winning everything. You heard, and it, it is literally going to be all four Boston teams with like, I can feel myself wanting to puke already. Like it's almost going to happen. Here comes the conspiracy guy. Cause yeah. he's so far out of touch in the NBA. Cause he stopped watching, but no, a month right. ago. Okay. When no- they beat golden state, I had a, that I had a hunch that I'm like, I have no money in my betting account. I want to bet heavily on the Celtics to piss pump the warriors and kickstart. Uh, okay. Boston's back. And I, I wanted to so bad. I'm like, I'm not watching the sport. I'm done. Mm. But that was my gut. And my gut is still Celtics win the East. Probably, wow! I still think Golden State will beat them, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I just I have this feeling like all four Boston, like the most insufferable fans, are going to have all four titles, and it's I'm it's going to be the grossest thing ever. <laughs> well, that I would agree with. That's gross. I just I think it's going to because Boston, the Bruins, they're made for playoff hockey. When the rules change and you're mm-hmm. allowed to be dirty, that's where they thrive, and they're already looking pretty good. So. I'm pretty sure they're going to win hockey. The only question here is the Celtics, which I just have this gut feeling that it's going to happen. What does your gut say about that there, Greg? About the Celtics? Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't think so either. No chance. Um, But uh, I do want to talk about the Lakers, but uh, before I start talking about all that terrible news, uh, I have some awesome news to share. So you you know how I go to Disney World? Every year, you might know. I did yeah. not know yeah. that. No. So I go every September cool. during the Food and Wine Festival. All right. And solo? Uh, no, no. Okay. Uh, so this past week, uh, to everyone's surprise, they announced the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's yeah. Edge two weeks before I arrive. Right, because they're doing. The, I I saw something on Red Flag Deals about it where they're doing Disneyland. Yes. In in May. Yes. And then so World is going to be. And of right August. Before, and you've already booked. Oh, yeah. I booked last year. Did you get a deal? Because a lot of people... I got the deal last year. Okay. Well, they weren't expecting... They said late fall it was going to open, so that probably means December 20th, like the last yeah. possible day of fall. And uh, I guess they... By August, they'll have everything ready, but only one of the two rides. So they decided to... Well, let's just open it up for everybody. Because I know a lot... From what I've heard, a lot of people are holding out. And yes, so, like, and people the, were, and because uh, they just weren't expecting it to happen, and so nice. So yeah, so I got a sweet deal. Sweet, I, because usually September is the slow time, so they offer all kinds of. So I, I'm going, and I get uh, all my meals for free. Sweet. So I get the whole yeah. food thing. Yeah, sweet. I get the free dining plan. Is the can- they're going to be the cantina? I'm assuming, or like yeah, so. yeah. Like, they've announced all kinds of crazy stuff. This place is going to be. Insane. Now, at first, because there's going to be so many people, I would imagine that you're not going to get the like the full experience. But once it's been open for a year and it's there's going to be droids going around. Oh wow! It's like this entirely immersive area. Cool. Like, are you allowed to drink at Disney World? At Disney World, yes. Like, at all, everywhere? No, or? it's bar- not- like there's bars. Like you go and sit. <clears throat> um, in uh, in Epcot and Hollywood Studios and the Animal Kingdom, you can drink anywhere. 
but except on the rides. Okay. And Magic Kingdom, you can drink in the restaurants. Okay, so if they... That's uh, right, it was okay. Magic Kingdom. All right. Yeah. All right. It used to be a dry park completely. There used to be no alcohol, but then they started putting uh, alcohol into the actual uh, restaurants. It started when they built um, uh, the uh, restaurant in Beast's Castle, be our guest restaurant. Because okay. if you're going to sit down and have... You want a mug of ale need, with Gaston. Right, right. Now, what about... Did you go to... Wizarding the Harry Potter thing at Universal Studios? No, that wasn't around last time I went to Universal. I can't remember if the butterbeer is alcoholic or if they're There is some. Versions. There is two versions. All right. Yes. I got to go down to Orlando and yeah. get shittered. I would do that. I've, <laughs> I haven't been in a while, man. I'd go with you in a heartbeat. You want to do it? Possibly. Summer, Summer Frank? Not this year. Oh. That's why uh, Epcot is There's the no best. Star Wars. <laughs> oh. is Epcot has, uh, like, half of Epcot is, uh, like, the world showcase, and it's pavilions on... It's uh, different countries. No, it's the greatest. <laughs> and uh, and there's there's ten or eleven uh, different pavilions, and they're all themed around like the actual country. And and for the restaurants in those pavilions, they bring in chefs and and the wait staff are all from that country, and so you get this authentic experience. But you uh, during uh, the food and wine, you, you can uh, drink around the world. Nice. And you, it's usually by the time I get halfway done, I'm fucking loaded. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, it's the best. That does sound good. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I, when I was, I just remember when I was 13. Yes. I've probably said it before. Yes, the listen to the land song. Right on the Canadian pavilion or North American. That, that's you, gone now. Yeah, actually. I know. What I think. Yeah. We've talked about that. But uh, yeah, as an adult, I think there's also completely different. Bachman Turner Overdrive. <laughs> Or there was. There probably was at some point, <laughs> yes. They, probably Randy Bachman was there. He was probably employed for a while. But uh, anyway, yeah, getting back to uh, like the NBA. Um, so we talked about the Raptors. You know, they got their playoff spot, but you don't you, – you're worried about Milwaukee? I am personally worried about Milwaukee. I mean, I mean a seven-game series is, is – it's going to be fun to watch. But, I mean, it's I don't feel like – at the beginning of the season, everyone – I mean, I think your smart fan knows that it's not – a guarantee right. right now in the beginning of the season it was with well, especially the first 20 games or whatever the raptors were steamrolling shit and it was like oh this is gonna be fucking easy mode right but um yeah I, I i'm from what i've watched this season sixers don't scare me at all we destroy them um celtics i don't feel i feel they're gonna be close games and stuff but i feel like if you as long as you sh- slow down uh irving you're the rest of the guys i mean they're good but they're, they're having trouble you're done and then uh, uh, Milwaukee is the one that we just didn't seem to have an answer for. We like they won the series three to one. Yes, I'm I'm nervous about Milwaukee big time because it never looked like they really had all the other teams. Like we've kind of like you can see where they can fix the problems that they see, but Milwaukee was just like it was just relentless. It was like we lost, I think, two of the three games by twenty points or something like that. It, it just not didn't look good. So I'm kind of nervous about them. When we did our NBA preview, we we both said that the Raptors would be good. And we said both said Milwaukee would be good, and I think we both thought the Celtics would be better than they actually are. But they've had uh, some I, kind I think of it's turmoil. In-house. I think it's in house issues sure with Celtics. Original prediction was uh, Warriors over Raptors. Yes. Now I'm switching to Celtics. Celtics over Warriors. Warriors over Celtics. Oh, okay. But uh, like the Wizards are a lot worse than I thought they would be. Like they're oh, really bad. Yeah, they're done. And and the the Nets are way better than I thought they would be. And and now D'Angelo Russell, who is making magic look like an idiot for trading him. Yeah, you know who else is I only watched it because 
I see some box scores here and there. I'm right. not actively watching. And they were playing the Raptors at mm-hmm. our buddy's house, so they had the game on. Yep. That's the only reason I watched That's it. That's true. Yep. But Julius Randle has been very good as well. Yeah, man. He's a good good basketball player. Well, should I get into it now? Why I'm done? Why I'm officially done? We'll get there. Because <laughs> that's that's kind of the headliner, I think. Well, I don't know. Like we're uh, It ties wanna, in with your Lakers. Yeah, so. okay. So uh, I think that's the only thing I wanted to... Uh, well, I, I mean, you must be a huge fan of Paul George now. Why? Because he won a whole rant about the officiating. In the oh, NBA. I did. Yeah, I read that on the toilet yesterday. <laughs> It's, it's yeah. I did read it. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much right. Wait. But sometimes, that's your team. Like Oklahoma City gets a lot of calls too. So mm-hmm. yes. So uh, when again when we did our preview, um, you had the Lakers doing fairly well. I think. I think six or seven yeah. season play. I was not convinced that they would be good. I I thought there was just not enough there. Turns out I was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so they've been. A complete disaster. Like uh, Ingram's been shut down for the season. Now Ball is. Lonzo Ball is shut down for Watching the season. Watching LeBron mail it in is such a sad experience. Like it, it's he's, just... he's already. They've already said he's going to probably take back-to-back games off. Mm-hmm. And well, here's an interesting. If the Anthony Davis trade speculation or trade demand doesn't happen, I think they make the playoffs. I think that like once he was willing to basically. Oh yeah, like. Sh- sh- say okay i don't want any of these guys then who wants to play like who what team is going to survive like that yeah i mean they they probably wouldn't have gone on the spiral they did that quickly but i mean the injuries still would have happened yeah. so they might not have made the playoffs but uh but yeah like that was just a a huge disaster now there's a report out that uh like the the gm from the pelicans said that they got the call from Magic about what the offer was, and they said they hung up the phone, and it was already on the internet. So everybody thought that the Pelicans were basically who who were tired of being pushed around and mm-hmm. trading Davis. Mm-hmm. You know, leaked the the trade offer as like a screw you to Magic, but they're saying that they didn't, and they they thought that the only place that leak could have came from was the actual Lakers themselves, probably. So or Rich Paul. Right, so so Palenka and and Magic, I mean, Magic's the the president, Palenka's the GM. Now, what would be the upside for them to leak out what they offered for Davis? I I am not sure. Other than they think the media reaction is going to be, you have to take this deal or something like that. Like the media really influences a ton of NBA stuff. Big time. So I think they thought, well, if you know, so many talking heads on shows saying, well, you got this deal, you got to take it or else. And I guess the media pushing, okay, we want AD in LA and we want LeBron in the playoffs. Well, can a media forcefully make that happen? And they didn't. Yes. But, and when you sit back and think like our AD and LeBron and a bunch of these older veterans good enough to even do anything in the playoffs. Uh, Yes. Think so? <laughs> yes. Well, if you have that's the I thing. If it, you have like, the NBA from from what I've picked up, it's like it's a it's a game where if you have one star player, it makes a huge difference because they are playing especially in the playoffs 30 plus minutes a game 
right? And you've got him on the floor with four other people. You put AD with LeBron, you're now only got to worry about three other people, and those two guys are MVPs. Well, so it's like and you could probably cause some shit. If that first domino falls, I'm sure there's a couple other trade dominoes. Right. They, would they start it. releasing people from uh, the trade or whatever it was and stuff like that and picking people up off waivers. But once the trade didn't happen, that was it. Yeah. Now, this is why I'm done with the NBA. Okay. Okay? It's simple math. Anthony Davis talking about legacy. LeBron talking about ch- winning championships. Winning cannot be his priority. And we can see it now. If his ultimate move was to trade the entire Lakers, basically their core youth and future draft picks, for Anthony Davis, if all he cared about was winning and Anthony Davis cared about legacy, all he had to do is sign a one-year deal with the Pelicans. That's it. If it wasn't going to be this year in L.A., the team the Pelicans already had is better than what the Lakers had. He could have signed with the Pelicans. You're done. Win a championship. Go to L.A. the next year. But it's clearly not about that. So it's about going to L.A., being in a big market, doing his business deals, which I understand. Uh, that's fine. I, I, I have no problems with that. The problem is when, that's, when your t- favorite team is the Pelicans – and you see how this plays out, you're, the result is my team will never win. It is impossible. If uh, one player could have gone there, if he, if he wanted to trade an entire team for one player on a team that he could have gone to, and they have a better team already, like, and no one even mentioned that, oh, what, maybe one or two people said, oh, LeBron should go to the Pelicans or something like that. And, like kind of be a, I think they said a, like a gun for hire, so to speak, right? Like go to the, because he he clearly wasn't winning in L.A. this year. No. Un, or it's unlikely. Mm-hmm. So he was willing to trade for one player on a team, an entire team that already, for that player that was already better. So my team will never win. If they can't get anyone to go there, the media doesn't care about them. Uh, they'll never attract high, they'll only get draft picks that eventually will leave anyway. Why am I watching this sport? It is pointless. They will never win. It is impossible with the current state of the NBA that my team will win. Just have every franchise in LA or New York or something. I don't care. Maybe then I'd come back and watch it, but rooting for teams that are helpless and you bullying around, I think is an appropriate thing. Like they're trying, they basically wanted to bully or force a trade out of that team when he'd signed a contract and it almost worked. I'm kind of glad it didn't and I'm done. It is, there is no point for me to watch. I would rather watch college basketball now, but you, you still watch the bills. I love the, the bills have a chance. They don't though. <laughs> they do like it. Football's different where you can, uh, there's a lot of drafting, right? And guys who get drafted, uh, it, the drafts are deep. You have to be like build a culture. It's been bad in Buffalo for a while, but the potential is there. I every year there's NFL teams that kind surprise like, you. Aside from the Patriots, if they were out of the way, every year it's kind of a toss up. Like, and if you get a good quarterback, that's all it takes. So I've, I actually think Josh Allen is going to be really good. I'm maybe alone, but the other thing is, it's not as big a chore. Like with 16 games, going to the games is fun. I can't go to Pelicans games. Uh, every game means something. Have you ever seen the Pelicans in Toronto? 
Yes, many, many times. Uh, we went once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, it's just, why do I care? Half of the people who live in the city don't care. The ownership doesn't care. They can never win. Why am I screaming at the TV at officials when I'm watching this? It makes no sense. The league is fixed. It's the closest thing to sports entertainment there is. Then they released this Tim Donahue thing about how he fixed games that he was. Tim Donahue also made a bunch of money betting on how he knew other refs officiated games. Like Dick Bavetta, he said, uh, if Dick Bavetta was refing a game and it was like a, a huge lead at halftime, always bet the spread uh, for the losing team because he wanted to make games close for TV, for ratings. Like, it's a joke. There's too much power in officials' hands. Uh, teams that don't have superstars or the media doesn't want to focus on will never matter. And, like, it's... To me, the NBA is in... Uh, everyone... Like the the involvement of the media talking about how great the product of the NBA is and all this stuff, it's just nonsense. It's lies. It's the worst it's ever been. We've you, watched the same team win four out of the last five years. Nothing. The playoff games last year were the worst they've ever been. They were home game, 20-point 20 point, 20 point blowout. Home, home, home. Maybe play game seven or it's a sweep, one or the other. Mm-hmm. It was the worst playoffs ever. I have no interest in watching one player shoot threes on a team like the Houston Rockets. Basketball's dead. It's but done. Golden State was a dead market for a long time when they drafted well. And they drafted players that turned into superstars and then stayed. Great players wanted to come uh, play with that. Yes. That that it I have thought about that. Right. And it's true. But it's So it's possible. Look at the look at the Raptors. They were bad for a very, very long time. And with some pretty smart, not smart drafting, but making some pretty smart trades, they've they've kind of they've got a very good team. Yeah, the Golden State thing—it's an anomaly to me, and I. So it's possible it, for New Orleans not, to do possible. that. And sure, it is because. Uh, but Golden State was no, was, people weren't going the to the diff- games. The difference is San Francisco is a pretty big market. It's it, like it's a bit. It's a big city with a lot of money. Yeah, but I mean, if if New Orleans drafts some really good, they have they had the best player in the NBA <laughs> they had that AD. no one talked about yeah. because he played in New Orleans. But and, you need more and, than one; you need two. No, they had a really good team. We saw it in the first round last year. They piss pumped the Portland Trailblazers beyond a piss pumping. They filled themselves with piss. Their heads exploded. So maybe that's management's fault for not no being more medias. aggressive to they, get somebody to New Orleans. They don't. You they could they have the best playoffs series of anyone and no one talked about them no one cared it was what's lebron doing what's happening with this it doesn't matter how good they are they no one cares it's pointless now if they move to seattle watch oh yeah they'll care all of a sudden and they'll get media attention but the if that's the case your league's it's bankrupt of credibility i'm but, done but the media like espn does not stop players from from signing anywhere yes but there's also the secondary condition of endorsements, shoe deals. That's all they're talking about, shoe deals, state tax, all this stuff. And the way Anthony Davis doesn't get big shoe deals, even though he's the best player in the NBA or one of the top three. Does he not have a shoe deal? I, I'm sure he does. It's not like other players. 
and no one talks about him. Half the people don't even know who he is. He's one of the top three players in the NBA. It is true. And I'm sure that's why he's fed up and saying, like, I'm amazing. No one's talking about me. What is it? And his agent's like, you got to get out of New Orleans, man. You got to get out. You got to take you to L.A. All this stuff. And it's, I'm done. I I don't want to be a league where where that is driving decisions of where people play basketball. More power to them. Do whatever you want. Get that money. I'm just not interested. (laughs) Okay. I'm done. Then what about the Raptors? Cheer for the Raptors. No. I kind of like the Raptors, but I just don't want to support the league anymore. So I just bought like 10 hats, 10 Pelicans hats. I got to fucking burn them. Don't burn them. He won't burn them. He loves them. (laughs) You're going to come back. No chance. You're coming back. <laughs> he's coming back. He's coming back. Um, but no, I, I, but I respect his stance, and I get where he's coming from 100%. I mean, it totally makes sense. I mean, when you're watching the team, I mean, same, same with but your team before they were the Pelicans. It was the Chris Paul debacle, right? Sorry, I just had to throw that Anthony Davis picture. I didn't want him <laughs> looking at me. I forgot I still had it up. Disgusting. But I mean, your team with they, they, your team before they moved screwed up the Chris Paul thing. Like they had like the, one of the best point guards in the league for years and didn't really surround him with anything that was worthwhile. I am not leaving my the management of my, of my team out of any blame. But it's just. But you're saying like in the market, you yeah the, yeah no for sure, and it's getting more that way. Like since. Uh, I don't know who were the. I guess it was basically the Miami deal that kind of shook up how the, the people, the players, have the power to make uh, the see, moves. Everyone right? says Miami. I say Boston. I, I think Boston was the first one that went in that direction. Well, who was it? Uh, KG. No, that Paul was Pierce. after. That was after the Miami. Before that was not. I thought LeBron and Thingy were the first power team. The first player decided power yeah. team. KG, Paul Pierce, and uh, Ray Allen. Really, I thought that was after that. Okay. Yeah, oh well, for sure. All right. Well, then, yes. So but that, they only that was won one. What's that? Yeah. But the Celtics only won one. That's true. And then the Lakers made them feel terrible and beat them <laughs> until they disbanded. Right. But no. So yeah, I think that that has ushered in, and because because like I said earlier, and we all know that five players on the court at a time, you can heavily influence that with superstars. You put two on there. You're winning a lot of games. You put three on. You're Golden State. You know what I mean? Like yeah. And then and then the you, best player. This one of the top three goes to them at that point. Exactly, too. that's so what I'm like, saying. So, like, you are able to very heavily influence the outcome of games much easier with one or two people, as opposed to say a football thing where there's like oh, yeah, 50 yeah. people on the depth. on the field. You know what I mean? You got all these. You got yeah, all depth these, is way more yeah. important. So, in basketball, you are like the stars are able to control it so much, and they've realized that now. They're like, okay, well, well, they should. They they're the reason the league's hundred percent. Right? But it is causing. It's part of this problem. It's part of this yeah, situation. I, my issue is not with the players like wanting to play where they want to play. Yeah, no. But I'm just saying it's uh, causing it's, a lot of it. It's more like the the league and media fueling things together and. They just have no answers for anything. And I've said this before. I've heard it on other podcasts, like uh, redraft every year, new teams every year. But they won't do that because there's a chance that, you know, that then we're spreading, spreading equity throughout the NBA, which is not the goal. The goal is to have five really good teams or, and everyone else gets a little piece of the, well, they get their share uh, through ownership, but. But what about a team like uh, the Knicks, one of the biggest money-making teams, and they've been shit for terrible forever. Like even they can't figure it out. But I think a lot of that's the management has been into billing. Yeah, for I, that. I'm not saying that. I mean, obviously the media wants New York to do well. Absolutely. Yeah, they sure they talk about it, them more because they're shitty than other teams because they're kind of good that are in smaller markets, right? Like I think you're just choosing not to hear stuff about the Pelicans. 
what am I choosing not to hear? Well, I just I I think it just fits your narrative. No, I I agree, I agree with Frank in the sense that like from all the sports talk and that that I listen to, like the people that know the game will say the Pelicans are a great team and stuff like that. But well, he's not right anymore. They no, they, not now. But they when they were like up and coming and AD and all that kind of stuff. But I I agree that the media itself, like if for an average Joe basketball player listener, knows about X teams. Never did I really see much about it. It's kind of like what the Raptors always cried about. We don't get enough ESPN. We don't get enough yeah. that. The Pelicans, I feel the same way. Like Nobody pays attention to them. Like I, I would agree with Frank in the sense that when I hear about teams, I don't hear about the Pelicans. And, and it's kind of like a free market, right? Like media is going to talk about who people want to hear about. So yeah. it, it just kind of... It's the Lakers, it's the, the Celtics. Way, it's the, the way it is. It's the Knicks. way it's always going to be. And I need to accept it or be done with it. And I chose be done with it. So does Davis have one more year? Yeah. So what happens if they get Zion? The Pelicans? Yeah. I do, I'm done. I'm just saying, what if they get Zion? I'm just saying. Isn't this whole cycle just going to play out again? I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, would would you be interested? In- He's going to watch. and he'll, he'll, be, he'll have his ear to the ground for sure. But... Yeah. I don't think so. Well, if they did, <laughs> like they would definitely get some media attention. Yeah. Okay. But here's, uh, I, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I got. I just. I bought a lot of money. I spent hat, money on hats. I. I need a reason to wear those hats. But I. It's almost a, a blessing in a way, that, over the past few years it was Golden State pretty much, mm-hmm. even when the Cavs won Golden, without the Draymond Green. Um, yes. Suspension, they would have won anyway, and it's it's kind of like well, you had the best player, but it didn't matter because one team was clearly way better than everyone else. So that's frustrating too. But it, it's it's the same way. It's easier to swallow the the pill of the Bills sucking when that's three guys that. So the Green was drafted by Golden State too, wasn't he? Yeah, and so was Clay. Yeah, and Staff. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they are good. So through drafting, yeah, and they stayed. So there's a way that small market teams but that have a but like he said that's like a ch- ch- throw, like snake eyes. But they got like, good like, at the perfect time, right? When they had to resign contracts and or the, maybe those guys are just more loyal. I don't it's know. A perfect like, storm is what it is. Who, it's a perfect. It storm. is a perfect storm. And if they were smart, they could have this perfect storm run for ten more years if they wanted to. If they were smart about it. Uh, but we'll see what happens. We will see what now, happens. Now we were talking I mean, about if Zion went to the Pelicans, yeah. would I watch? I'm not. I doubt it. But I got those hats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I ha- I haven't watched the games. I've just heard things and like they heard they, things. Well, they heard ju- things. they just beat Denver on the road, Utah on the road, with like their scrubs. Yeah. So you love scrubs. Like, where's this legacy, Davis? Like, I think their team. They started off 4 and 0. They looked unbeatable to start the season. So what happened? What's the problem? I'd say blame his agent. Uh yeah, I I don't. I I blame the man. Blame Davis. Yeah. You blame Davis and now you hate the NBA. I the current state of it and particularly this Harden hype of the 50 the point streaks oh, yes, where yeah. he's taking 40 shots a games yeah. and that's not including the ones that don't count on his box score because he gets fouled on it. That like just jacks up. Oh, it's the worst. Who I I just can't stand watching that. And he gets like the tiniest little touch on his, like someone touches his wrist on a follow through or something like that. Free throws, free throws, 
And that's why I did appreciate the Paul George rant. I agree. Right. Done. Watching Harden makes you appreciate Kobe more, right? No. <laughs> I When I liked Kobe, it was when people would start to criticize him for being a bad passer, and he would all of a sudden like make that the focus and be like, he could be an amazing passer when he wanted to be. That's when I really appreciated Kobe's game. Okay. For real. He was like... Oh, I know. He's a good athlete. He's a good athlete. He's a good ball player. When he wanted to be a distributor and get other guys involved, he was amazing. What's well, the same as LeBron? LeBron's the same way. Yeah, but LeBron always does it. Right. No, fair enough. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Um, before we... Uh, uh, so we're done with the NBA. I think so. Um, just a quick... <laughs> Quick, uh, some NFL stuff you mentioned before about uh, Antonio Brown nixing a trade to the Bills. Does that bother you? Uh, I I like him. He's a yeah. he's, he's an amazing player, but you do not want people to trade for people who do not want to play for you. No, if, that's if true. there's anything the Pelicans have taught me, it's that Eric Gordon, who didn't even try for four years because he didn't want to be there. Right. Do not. Sign guys who do not want to be there. So they're probably better off. Absolutely. And then uh, apparently signed with the Raiders. Yeah. Trade for a third and a fifth round pick. Or yeah, trade. But he got a bunch Raiders, of guaranteed yeah. money, like thirty million guaranteed. Yes. They're redoing his deal or something. Whatever. We'll see. I mean, uh, Gruden couldn't possibly screw that up, could he? Oh, it, the, the team is going to be a disaster. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, Dolphins uh, released Danny Amendola. It was a bit of a failure in there, wasn't it? Oh, I didn't even hear that. Yes. What did they... Tannehill, is he done or what? Who knows? Uh, Amendola, probably not uh, a good fit anyway. Anything's going back to the Patriots? No. I think uh, he'll retire. I think he'll retire? We, didn't, yeah, we haven't done a show since the Patriots won yeah. again. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah. I won a lot of money betting on them. He certainly well, that's did. Good. Yeah. <laughs> he did well. I won I some money, too. I bet on to win by... Uh, one and a half, three and a half, six and a half, nine and a half, thirteen and a half, and they all won except for thirteen and a half. You must be pleased. I was. <laughs> <laughs> if, the, if they're going to win every time, I might as well make some money. That's true. And uh, so NFL free agency begins on uh, Wednesday. That should be exciting. I think a lot of teams have already. I mean, we've already. They've already talked about how uh, Foles is. Uh, going to jacksonville i think already that yeah was that a, like is that a trade though no i think it's a he's I, not there yet but i thought they franchise tagged him at some point i don't know but okay. uh, they can't really announce anything until wednesday okay but uh uh on bell is now a free agent um they say he could go to the jets i would want him on the bills so bad oh yeah he is hands down the best running back I've ever seen in my life. And it's not even close. He's pretty great. His patience, his explosiveness, his ability to receive, he is amazing. Give that man his money. Yeah, who knows? Uh, there's only a few teams that have the cap space, though, to, uh, to sign him. Well, the Bills like have that. lots of space. Yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> lots. Uh, they got shady still, though. It's not going to happen. Uh, Golden Tate is a, looking for a new team. Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I wrote uh, Teddy Bridge Eater. <laughs> oh, like you just missed. Yeah, Teddy. I typed. Nice, yeah. nice. Okay. Uh, Mark Ingram, Landon Collins is now a free agent uh, because the uh, Giants didn't uh, or didn't franchise tag him, and then uh, and Terrell Suggs. Yeah, and Flowers from. Yeah, Brandon Flowers from oh. uh, from the Killers. Oh no, 
it's funny because there's a there was a Brandon Flowers in the NFL too. Oh, was there? There was. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Actually, I, 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 I saw him on Ridiculousness. I think, but he spells it D I N. I think instead of D O N. Oh, okay. Brandon. Oh. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Bills do. Probably not much. I think they're into drafting. I, I don't know what the Dolphins are doing. They're in rough shape. They're they're going to be bad again. Oh yeah, they might be the worst <laughs> that they've been in a long time. I mean, I, I just this is your team, right? The Dolphins. Yeah. yeah. This is this has been a long time with Tannehill. Now this would be what eight years, six or seven at least, yes. possibly eight of him being just a complete joke and just not moving on. What else are you going to do though? Who knows? I guess draft. Yeah. Try- Think about back uh, when uh, uh, when they ended up with uh, Dante Culpepper, <laughs> and you had a Dante Culpepper jersey, didn't you? I, I did, yes. But <laughs> they had a uh, basically uh, the year that they signed Culpepper to be their quarterback, who's you know he had one good year and tons of injury problems beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Brees. Wanted to come to the Dolphins. I, I don't know where I heard about this recently, but he I literally just heard about this story recently. And they said no. Yeah. And he went to New Orleans yeah. and has won a Super Bowl yeah. and was one of the. Probably could have two if without could, the worst call in yes. NFL history. And, uh, you know, probably one of the 10, 15 greatest quarterbacks. I'd put him top five. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's been bad for since Marino retired. It's been mm. really bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And even the last few years of Moreno were really bad. At least you got Ace Ventura. That's true. true. Yeah. It's true. You want to take a trip around the world? Sure. Balls around the world? Let let me join in. I have no idea what you're talking about. Let's do this. Well, this is a a segment where we talk about uh, uh, kind of strange sports stories from around the globe. Let's hear them. Uh, So the first one is uh, is a story from the pitch. You know what the pitch is? Soccer field, bro. Nice. Just call me bro. Yeah, absolutely, bro. <laughs> uh, so according to uh, reports in France, a, uh, a midfielder from uh, the team in Bordeaux is uh, unavailable to play right now because of a com- complications from beard implants. Oh, shit. Beard implants? Wow. Beard implants. Oh, you don't live that down. He uh, obviously was wanting to obviously improve his, his, sweet beard. his facial hair. Uh, he's undergone treatment uh, at a private facility, but he's been suffering from fever from the procedure. Yeah, he got an infection. Oh yeah, yeah. Beard implants, missing games. What a loser. That's pretty rough. On the injury reports, yeah. beard. Yeah. <laughs> like I, not everyone has a. I'm not blessed with hair on the top of my head. Yeah. That I could may understand why people might want to do that. Yeah, but, but you can live without a beard. A be- exactly a beard. <laughs> Just I shave mean, it, bro. I get, Shave I, your face, bro. I, I get that the beard is the fashionable thing now. It makes people look badass with a beard if you're like a we cool soccer player. Yeah, we all, we're all bearded badass, pretty sure. badass. Yeah. But uh, like, you know, out on the pitch, you know, with your ta- your David Beckham tattoos and sleeves with a pit, with a beard looks good, and I get it, but wow. That's Ouch. rough. That Beards rough. rock. Beards rock, baby. <laughs> you suck, buddy. You can't even grow a beard. <laughs> um, and uh, here's another good one. Uh Sean Dwyer should get beard implants. He should. He probably can't grow one. No, he can't. He needs oh, he can? to some, no, he needs to get some implants. To oh. fill it. You ever heard of the town called uh, Ashbourne, England? No. No? It's a small town, and for centuries they've had a uh, tradition that occurs on uh, Shrove Tuesday, 
it's the Royal Shrovetide football match. It's basically a fight uh, that pretends to be uh, some kind of a, a rugby-type game hmm. or soccer game. Uh, two teams, one called the Downards and one called the Uppards. At, uh, it's named for which side of a Henmore Brook you were born on. Okay, yeah. And basically... <laughs> so it's territorial then. Every young male or old male or male in general from these towns competes in this one game. Wow. Everyone, so everyone gathers in the town square. The match ball is dropped at 2 p.m. and play begins. Now the goals are separated by three miles. <laughs> oh, man. That's a lot of... This is kind of amazing. <laughs> and play continues until someone scores. Uh, now it took a full this past uh, Shrove Tuesday. Uh, it took a full hour for the ball to even get moved out of the town square. No doubt, because they just pile on each other. I'm yes. assuming. And play had to be suspended at 10 p.m. due to darkness, um, and then it continued the next day. Now the only rules there's three rules. There are only three rules in this. One is no driving the ball in a car. <laughs> <laughs> so. Bikes are Bikes available. Are <laughs> no hiding the ball in a bag. This is amazing. We gotta go play this, Frank. No hiding the ball in a bag. And the um, third rule: no murders. <laughs> at least they're at least they're uh, laying it out there. That's pretty good. So at eight forty-two p.m. on Wednesday night, uh, almost a, a day and a half after the game started, Downard participant Richard Smith scored the winning goal for his team. <laughs> wow. Sounds uh, that's a really interesting one. So how how is three this, fantastic rules? How is this not a movie made into a movie? This idea yeah. of this it, it sounds like an Adam Sandler movie, like in the making. Or like I, 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 I'm thinking like Full Monty ish kind of thing. Yeah. It's in, mm-hmm. Well, no, yeah, I'm just okay, saying well, like well, 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 it would be a, like a comedy because you could like because it's clearly a crazy. Like, you'd have a bunch yeah. of crazy fucks running around with a ball or whatever. Like how is Will Ferrell not the lead? And <laughs> there you go. Tell yeah, I'll edit this out. <laughs> Take it to the studios, Gary Sanchez Productions. Maybe I can leverage them illegally or using the film junk name in a TV show uh, without permission or taking a quote out of context. Maybe I can do some leverage and get this thing in production. Sounds good. Perfect. We're good. We're set. Yeah, I think we're good. This is a billion dollar investment. <laughs> I'm here, in. I think. Uh, sec time. Uh, you know what sec time is? I'm going, I'm going to reach out and assume that's your mail. That's right. Yeah. It is. Uh, so if you want to, uh, um, give us a comment, uh, send us an email, ask us a question, you can email us at, uh, balljunkpodcast at gmail.com, or you can, uh, shoot us a message on the Twitter. Uh, I am the gas man lives, or you can do it, uh, at ball junk podcast or at uh, dirty I, Frank. I'm done. I'm off oh Twitter. yeah. You're off Twitter. Yeah, That's those right. Those won't go through. Are you on off all social media for? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And you can also, <laughs> you can also follow us uh, on Instagram, uh, at ball junk podcast. It's just pictures of my dog. Nice. There's nice. really I nothing think I've else. seen that actually. Yeah. Maybe I'll throw up some pictures of, uh, star Wars galaxy's edge when yes. I'm in Disney. Oh, please do. But other than that, uh, so yeah, no more three R's and dirty. Done. Wow. That feels so good. Does it? Oh, yeah. It must feel good to unplug, huh? It's the best. Yeah. At first, it was really tough. Yeah, well, like, it's like you're coming off. You're, you're, really you're, tough. Yeah. Now I'm... You're detoxing. But you still love the internet. I wouldn't say love. It's a necessity of life. Right. right. 
I still see like your Twitter and you do. Yeah. Cause it's in the film junk feed. So I, still oh, ch- I, I right. just check that. So I'm not missing out on anything I need to be prepped right. for, but right. Yeah. That's true. Uh, all right. So the first one comes from, uh, this is, uh, was on Twitter. It's from Peter Harrison at slow and quiet. Hey, Greg and Frank. I'd love to know your thoughts on Chris Hemsworth being cast as Hulk Hogan for the new biopic by Todd Phillips. Hmm. Uh, this is for Netflix. Oh, now, it is? Yes. I don't know if this is actually going to happen or not, but uh, that's the, the rumor. that the Now, this is produced by Hulk Hogan himself. and Because uh, well, he wants to get a little bit of cheddar. And, uh, and Eric Bischoff. Our Bischoff, producer, eh? Yeah, as producer on this. Are we going to get to see like the sex tape and Thor's hammer? No, I think this is basically going to be just Hulkamania, like just the 1980s version of Hogan. Right, like his and rise. The to... rise to Hulk, of Hulkamania. I have to admit, when I saw it, I was like, that's pretty good casting. Right. I could see that. Uh, I think I'll, the fact I'll have that... to see some footage. I've got yeah. to, like... I don't know how they're going to, especially with how dated that is, like how do you do his hair and like make it not look stupid? You know what I mean? Like... Like I get, we loved Hogan because oh, that, I love that stringy blonde. Yeah, I know, but you know what I'm saying. Like it's it doesn't fit the whole, the Hollywood mold anymore. You know what I mean? Because right. like, it looks stupid. Like it lo- like we loved Hogan because of what he was and stuff like that. But you kind of look at him with reverence as opposed to like if you're doing somebody dressing, it would look like a guy dressing up in a mullet. You know what I mean? Like it, or a skullet. I think they'll. No, I what think are they going to cool. do with the hair? What are they going to do with this hair? Exactly the same. You think? Yeah. And uh, now they're right now. This doesn't involve the. WWE, so oh, what are we what are we gonna get as right. far as uh you know not you know infringed on any copyright and stuff? This mm. is pretty much gonna be like you know I'm Hulk Hogan and I was the greatest person ever and I've never done anything wrong in my life. <laughs> or or they could go the smart road and do and make it more like a, a not the sad story but like the rise to the fame reality. and the reality of it. And because I mean the fans would love to see that. You know, well, what they, I mean? like, they've already said that it's not going to involve. Anything that has to do with him being a racist or the sex sex tape or anything like that. So it's going to be. Uh, for I fans. forgot about the racist stuff. I didn't even know he did racist stuff. Yeah, it's a tape of him uh, saying the ranting. The end. The end. When was stuff. it? Was it? This was uh, recorded a long time ago or recorded. No, recently? this was. Uh, it had to do. It was shortly after the sex tape, hmm. and he was illegally recorded. Talking about his daughter and dating people. And stuff. Oh, I think I remember about remember. that. Yeah, I remember it now. I'd forgotten about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, that was during like the 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 Hogan show or whatever, like the reality show that they had for a while. Hogan knows best. I used I to think. watch that shit. Uh, <laughs> I almost hit you with another bro. I used to watch that right. shit, bro. That's all right. There's a there's actually a wrestler in NXT right now named uh, Matt Riddle. He used to be a UFC fighter, and his kind of thing is uh, is calling everybody bro. Is he California boy? Yeah, he's got the long blonde hair, wears sandals to the ring. Hey, bro. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, bro. And I miss old wrestling. Oh, it used to be so good. Um, uh, Peter also asks, uh, who would you cast as the ultimate warrior? <laughs> oh, man. Hmm. My first thought, but he's too old now, was Vincent D'Onofrio. I'd say Chris Pratt. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, he could probably pull it off with the crazy. He probably could. That's a good one. What about Taylor Lautner? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and should Andre the Giant just be uh, Andy Serkis doing performance capture? Oh, that's big, interesting. Uh, just Actually, a massive digital. They wouldn't have the f- budget for that. I though. think Zac Efron could be the warrior. Maybe. 
I think they would need. Um, I don't uh, know how tall Chris Hemsworth is because like Hulk Hogan was six foot six. Yes, Hemsworth is fairly tall. I believe yeah, he's probably six three, six four. Was the Warrior? He wasn't as tall as no. Hogan, he was yeah. like five ten, five eleven, maybe, maybe six feet tall. What about Ra- who'd play Roddy Piper? Mike Myers, <laughs> Macho Man. <laughs> who'd play him? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe Zach Afron could do him. Could be. Chris, well, just get all the Chris's in there. Chris Evans could be Macho Man. Oh, Maybe. I don't know if he could, Chris Evans can sell. I'd put him more as a uh, Mr. Perfect. Or Chris Chris <laughs> Pine could be Paul Orndorff. <laughs> get them all in there. Yeah, all dude. the Chris's. Um, and they would have to get Jason Siegel to do the voice of Under the Giant. You ever heard his uh, impression of no, Andre? No. It's very good. Is it? Yes, he did it. A, uh, when he hosted SNL, they did a sketch called Under the Giant Buying Ice Cream. That's awesome. And uh, it was pretty good. Uh, Peter also says, love ball junk. Pete in the UK. boy, Pete. Uh, next one's from uh, Patrick. Greetings, ball men. Super Bowl is concluded and the French kisser won as expected. Do you think Tom Brady French kisses any other members <laughs> of his family other than his wife and son? <laughs> Did you see the clip of him kissing yeah, his son? Yeah, I saw it. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not of the camp that's hanging him by his genitals for that. It's like, okay, hey, man, it's your kid, whatever. Yeah. I didn't really, you know, I don't like children in general. Yeah, like, so, I mean. But whatever, if you're a parent, it's fine. Maybe, it's a little odd. Maybe you like uh, your children. <laughs> what, that I don't like children? No. No, he's no. talking about the kiss. He's talking no. about the kiss. The kiss is strange. I I think it might just be he yeah, French kisses everybody. Could that's be. He did not put his tongue in his son's mouth. Like you're you're being excessive with the French kissing. I'm just repeating what was I'm, written. Sorry, the yeah. joke the joke of the French kissing is obviously a joke. He did not actually right. tongue his son. He That's just true. held on a little long for what the son enjoyed. And we've all had that. Well, I mean, I had that moment with my dad when I remember the last time he kissed me on the lips when I was like ten in bed, and he's like, "Good night," and I was like, mm, "I never want to do that again." <laughs> like you have that moment, right? Yeah. And you, we saw that kid have that moment. He said, get back Come here, back you're my kid. Me. He didn't Lay say one it. on me. That's pretty much it. Oh. You're not getting off that easy, he said. Right. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Everyone. Uh, Everyone. Patrick also says, uh, how do you think my boy Mahomes will fare next season? I'm assuming Patrick is, I want to say he's from the UK. Because he says, I don't follow the NFL news over here. So I have no clue what transfers might have happened. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think Mahomes will fare well next yeah, year. He's pretty good. <laughs> he's a good quarterback. He's not, he's, Josh Allen's going to be the phenom next year, but it's all right. Uh, he also said, do you guys still play any sports? Said, no. I know Greg played volleyball and Frank had a mean bowling arm. I still play volleyball. I play indoor and on the beach. Nice, dude. I don't play beach right now. It's a little chilly, but I will in the spring. It's going to be 15 on Thursday, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, bro. <laughs> Get out there. He also says, does Greg still have the eyebrow piercing? How does he know? Probably seen a voluptuous picture of you online somewhere. Probably. It's, he does. probably a lot. I he do. absolutely does have an eyebrow piercing. I have other piercings that you, that can't be seen as well. Do you have in your dick hole? I do not. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Does he really? Oh, my God. Does I, that I, hurt? I don't have the Prince Albert. Okay. No. Is it, you got nipple ones, though, I don't do, you? Yes. Yeah, boy. Um, and he says that Liverpool's lead is a lot less commanding than the time of the last ball junk episode, so I'm going to be shitting bricks for a while now. Me too. Isn't Man City in the lead right now? By one point, okay. yes. Uh, 
problem is is that uh, Liverpool just has draws every game. They've had seven draws this uh, this uh, season. Uh, you know, it hurts your numbers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had they should have won more than half of those. So uh, they've been doing it to themselves. That's unfortunate. Next one's from uh, Mr. Sean Dwyer. What? Whoa. Yeah. Or Dwyer guy. Slide, sliding, into, sliding into the sack mail. Sack time. <laughs> sack time. Dear ball Most boys. Sack bald man. <laughs> what are the best and worst fictional sports in movies? So the sport is fictional. Yes. Bas- basketball. That's the only one I remember. He, he mentions basketball. So let's see if we Quidditch would be one. Right. Yeah, yeah, he also yeah, mentions yeah. Quidditch. Uh, what are some other fake sports? I think James Caan. Rollerball. Rollerball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good one. Uh, those, those are his three what examples. What about, uh, I can't remember the sport from Alita Battle Angel. Oh, yeah. That was like a roller derby thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, pod what about- racing. Pod racing? That's got to yeah. count. Yeah, I would think so. Okay, what about what about if, what if I deep dig deep and we, we decide if this is or not? Don't the fucking dumb vampires in uh, Twilight have a Vampire family baseball? game they play? Yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah, we, we, I, they it's baseball. baseball yeah, oh, okay. but we, and they hit us so hard that it makes they have to go far away because it makes too loud of a noise or yeah, some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you kind of like it. I'm not sure. I'm not no, no, sure if I've they, seen. Believe me, I've seen know, them all a number of times. Yep, yeah, I have. How about every... Uh, Every film that has like a 1950s portrayal of stickball in the streets of Queens. Yes. <laughs> what? I feel like there's other major ones we're missing. Oh, Ro- uh, Ro- Robo with uh, Hugh Jackman in the bo- robot oh, boxing. Yeah, that's Sean's favorite. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't mention that. He cried a lot. <laughs> hmm. I know my favorite is basketball. I, I what are we picking on our favorite one of those? Best and worst, or like best and worst. But oh. basketball is the best for me. The worst is Quidditch. <laughs> like it's so stupid. You have like this game going on, and all that matters is you find this golden thing at some point. The snitch. Yeah, yeah. It's the worst sport. It makes no sense. Hmm. Best. What about this? Best fake sport, a real sport that isn't in any movies. B cups. That I invented. What's B-Cups? <laughs> Remember the video we saw? Oh, where, oh yeah, that does look fun. It's a drinking it's, game. You put like plant stakes in the ground, and you put cups on top, and you have to try to kick the stick or the cup off of it, and either try to catch the other team has to try to catch it, or they have to drink, and it is the most fun game ever. In two years, the best answer to that will be the Royal Shrove Tide football match. That's right. Yeah, that's with, true. So what do you think? With three, three mile ends. What do you think? Um, well, I do enjoy the movie Basketball. Yeah. Although the rules are just as silly as Quidditch. Mm. But he's. But I think why he's going to give it credit is because it's, it's a comedy anyway, right? Like it's no, supposed well, to be silly. Th- there's rules to basketball. There's lots. There's rules to Quidditch as well, but yeah. many of them. But I, I could tell you the rules to basketball, or we could play basketball. Obviously, we can't play Quidditch, but let's say we like. There's video games of Quidditch. I'm guessing they don't do well because, like, you just find the snitch. Uh, actually, I think the the best one would be Death Race. Death Race is pretty good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is the Running Man a sport? Yeah, I was about to say the same. <laughs> as soon as he said that, I'm like, that'd be man. the worst. I think. Or what about the the game in Tron? Oh, there's a lot in Tron. Yeah. 
think we nailed this fucking sack question. <laughs> yeah. Great question from the Dwy guy. Uh, here's one from Connor McArdle. Sounds like he's Scottish, maybe. You've got a lot of UK followers, listeners, yeah. eh? Huge. Huge. Great to hear that ball junk is back. It's time. That's what he wrote. Nice. I agree. Uh, which has been worse for the New England Patriots brand? Spygate, Deflategate, or billionaire owner Bob Kraft getting a handy for 100 bucks in a Floridian strip mall on the morning of the AFC Championship versus the Chiefs? The worst for the... The brand. Deflategate. That was pretty bad. Who cares about a hand job? Who cares? Why well, is that even? News? They're, they're happening. Well, because it's news because it's a scandal. But I mean, like that happens every day in the league. You know what I mean? Like it's yes. more, you're the chance of you coming across that news versus the flake gate or I would agree with the flake gate being the big one. Um, yes. And uh, with Tokyo 2020 debuting Olympic skateboarding and Paris 2024 weighing up breakdancing, which niche sport would you like to see at the Summer Games? B-Cups. <laughs> In the Summer Games, eh? I've got a bone to pick with all this. So Tokyo is the first Olympics in a long time that's going to feature karate. Right. Oh. I, li- I like the combat sports. And so my goddaughter, mm-hmm. is uh, she's been doing karate since she was three. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, 16 now. She's the number one ranked junior in Canada. Oh, shit, dude. She's number two in North America. What? And number 21 in the world. Wow. So she going? She has a, she has a possibility to, uh, to uh, qualify for Tokyo, but their main focus was going to be Paris. But because of uh, surfing and breakdancing and sport climbing... Karate is not actually going to be in the oh Paris Olympics. So they're putting it in for one year? Yeah, because the host or, country or, gets to pick, I believe, an insert. Oh, is that what it is? I think that's how it works. They get to pick, pick two and add two or something, something like, like that? Something like that, yes. I don't, well, get, I don't get breakdancing, it is, to be it honest with you. It's pretty unfortunate, and you know, they, there's still a, a chance, and there's a big push amongst that community to... I mean, it's all about television ratings and stuff yeah. like that. But I mean, like in, in Paris, everything is going to be delayed... It's not like the you know like the the North American television audiences are going to see anything live. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's kind of a bit of a, a bummer for her. No uh, doubt, she's been working really hard for that. So hopefully, it uh, still happens because I want to go to no doubt Paris. That'd be amazing. I think I would want. Hmm. Like I would like more varieties of basketball. Like I know people are saying there should be three on three basketball, right? One on one basketball. I think three on three would be good. Those could both be good. Some kind of shooting display for basketball. Um, I think that's it. Maybe, maybe just American rules football. Well, uh, obviously would America dis- would destroy. Yeah, them. but I, I would like to see something like baseball. Baseball isn't the Olympics. Never mind. But they, all the games at the USA, the World Series or the World Championship is. And I'd like to see them actually have to play against the rest right. of the world. But, I mean, the games that they, unfortunately, as of now, the world doesn't play them as much. So they it, they would still probably win it. But I would like to see a time where it's actually just as competitive to play all these world sports that the U.S. say that they have a championship in when they actually don't. What about esports? In the Olympics? It's, it's probably happening. No, not in the Olympics. They can't do that. It's like you have to physically do something. And I get what you're going to say. You're using your thumbs. But, I mean, 
Like, let's I didn't be real. Say anything. Well, I figured you were going to say. I don't think it should be. I was just bringing. Yeah, it up. no, I agree with what you're saying, and I think that the media would probably really like to have that in there because it's a multi-billion-dollar industry and all that kind of stuff. What but about cornhole? What's cornhole? Like the bean bags and oh, the yeah, and the little box thing with the hole. Yeah, that's a good game. Yeah, that's it. Just just cornhole. I like that. What's that new one? Spike ball. You ever seen oh, spike ball? I've seen some images of it. I haven't seen that. Can jam. Yes, <laughs> spike ball is a uh, is like a small, I don't know, like man. like TV size. Oh, no, I've seen that. Yeah, the yeah, beach. and they're like smacking yeah. that. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's weird. I've seen that. Yeah, that'll be in there. Sport climbing is that, is that like the wall from American Gladiators? I'm gonna assume it's speed climbing up up difficulties of walls. Yeah, I would assume. Crazy surfing, that's... surfing, but that's been in there before. I remember playing Olympics back on like my Commodore 64, and there was a that was the, surfing. Cali- the California the games California or something. Games, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was like there was hacky sack. Yeah, hacky, hacky sack. sack. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to be in the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> Devil sticks. Yeah. <laughs> juggling. I wouldn't mind seeing some good juggling in the Olympics. Uh, and the last one. Actually, just... you know what? Maybe maybe okay. Oh, sorry. I didn't get. That's okay. I didn't think of one, but maybe yeah. something along the lines of the strongman competition. Like, like weightlifting. Like, no, no, but I mean, not like some kind of like where like they do like the, the course. Bus? No, well, like oh, the okay. course where you got to do like the fifty reps of this, fifty reps of this, and then get to the other end. Okay. The final kind of leg in the strongman competition was kind then of. Then they might as well put in CrossFit. I mean, sorry, that's what I meant. I meant the CrossFit games, like the yeah. the end thing of the CrossFit games. You can have like the in the right. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I enjoy video watching games that. here, uh, like Sea or uh, <laughs> <laughs> would you? What do I? Like, I can't think of what they're called. Called, jet ski, jet skis, yeah. racing. Do they? Um, are there any sports where they use like an apparatus? Like there's no kayaking. Kayaking. Yeah, but that's powered by people. Uh, yeah, what else? Go karting. Again, that's yeah, not. A sp- it's a motor. It's, yeah, so motor. Really the there. whole point of the Olympics goes back to the times of people being naked wrestling. They, the, now that's what they should Traditional do. Traditional go karting. They should do full on nude go karting. No, just oh. in general, everything. Should be just all throwbacks and disunity, but go karting not the ones where you have to build your own go kart and go down the hill. Not the box car, power. soapbox racing, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, you could do that. What about the catfish derby? <laughs> <laughs> Good that's, stuff. That's a Niagara thing. Just killing sack yeah. time right now. Catfish derby. And uh, last one is mostly just a uh, a comment from Bob. The NBA is the pro sport that succe- that succeeds and even thrives on social media. Frank has been leaving social media. Frank hates the NBA. Coincidence? No. <laughs> nailed it, Bob. <laughs> nailed it. Bobo. Bob nailed it. And that's it for sack time. So uh, thanks for all your uh, emails and, and tweets. Uh, once again, you can uh, send us all your comments and questions. Uh, at balljunkpodcast uh, at gmail.com. You can uh, send them to me on the Twitter at the Gasman Lives or at balljunkpodcast. Uh, uh, but not uh, not to Frank's Twitter. No, yeah. No more. And you can follow my dog on Instagram at balljunkpodcast as well. It's now time for the end of the show. How Thanks. does that go? Hmm? How does that happen? I'm, oh, it, it'll you send it off. It, oh, yeah, it, nice. We're getting ready for the for the big finish, but I cool. uh, just wanted to say thanks for coming on to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. That was a lot of fun. It was a nice change of pace. Do you want to plug anything? Uh, I am uh, looking for any type of uh, knee or ankle replacement that anyone could help me with because okay. my body's starting to break down a little bit, right. and I still like to play sports. So if anybody has a knee they want to send over my way, feel free. 
Um, don't know Probably if that's possible. Probably check Craigslist for that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll what about it. your comic? My comic? Yeah, I could do that. Sure. Is Forest, Forest folk? friends. Forest, Forest folk. Forest folk. Uh, F-O-L-K. Forest folk, uh, And it's just, it's, uh, kind of like a Saturday morning newspaper comic kind of style from back in the old days, a throwback. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy those little guys. Thanks buddy. I appreciate yeah. it. Is it like a, is it a fox? It is a fox. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's blue, but he's, uh, that's the only thing that makes him different. He's just as cunning as a normal fox. He, he thinks he is. So Frank's going to take the gas pedal. What is that? Do you know what the gas pedal is? No, buddy. Hit me with it. Um, well, in in general. Oh, no. And, oh, you mean the actual move, the gas pedal? Yeah. Where you like step on the nuts? Yeah. yeah no, okay. so you know what that is. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You shove your their, yeah, 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 their yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so this, this is the name of the, the, the final part of the show. Okay, cool. Where we just Does he did... have to do it to me? Or... No, no. Okay. It's, just, it's just rapid fire like, like a gas pedal. He just, he just takes it. it. Okay, let's do it. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. The Honky Tonk Man, Wayne Ferris, is finally entering the WWE Hall of Fame. Is he, in fact, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time? Undoubtedly. Russian gymnastics has two brand new sport mascots a Eurasian lynx named Ooh. Nastika and a Siberian <laughs> tiger named Jim. Good names? <laughs> yes. I love Nastika. Uh, Bill Simmons did an interview with NBA commissioner Adam Silver and when ESPN showed clips, they zoomed in on Adam and what seemed to specifically not show Simmons on television. Is that petty? No. NFL insider Jay Glazer thinks the NFL should hire Navy SEALs and the Delta Force as its referees. Good idea? <laughs> yes. <laughs> really good idea. Uh, Austrian Olympic skier Max Hoke was caught in a doping raid by German and Austrian officials with a needle in his arm at the time <laughs> of the raid. Is it possible to talk your way out of that? It's heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of the most charismatic wrestlers ever and Japan's greatest import, Jushin Thunder Liger, is retiring after 35 years in the ring. What's your favorite Liger match? The Jushin one. Wrong. The answer is February 29th, <laughs> 1992 at Super Brawl 2 against Flying Brian Pillman. Uh, Aston Brian Pillman. Yeah. I remember that name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aston Villa's Jack Grealish was punched in the head during a game by a fan of the opposing team. Grealish then went on to score the winning goal. Is that the best kind of karma? Uh, yeah, unless that family that was sitting beside us like got me, like their car ran out of gas on the way home. I don't want them to die. I just want them to have to walk home with their children, crying the whole way, like we had to suffer that in the dark. And finally, <laughs> Hamilton, Ontario legend and hockey hall of famer Harry Howell. Which recently deceased sports legend leaves the biggest legacy? Howell, hockey hall of famer Ted Lindsay, wrestler the Destroyer Dick Byer. Wrestler King Kong Bundy or surfer Dylan McKay? Bundy. Great answer. Thanks for listening to the show. We'll see you next episode. Bye.